Story time with your favorite queers. Do you queer what I queer? Come ye to live on more. <laughs> this is the most bizarre episode. <laughs> Love it. It's going to take us 10 minutes to even describe <laughs> where we are. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? I'm sorry. I don't know why. It's just so absurd what we're doing. Listen, I think you need to explain to people what's going on. Okay, well. <laughs> sorry, what a ridiculous way to start a podcast. I'm so sorry. Welcome, everyone, to Do You Queer What I Queer. That's Elliot. And that's Tom. We're Dickwick. Together we're Dickwick. <laughs> Wait, do you queer what I queer? Just in case people could hear oh, through, your, through my mumbling laughter. Your laugh track? Okay, we need oh. to Okay, we need to <laughs> compartmentalize this description as to what the fuck is going on. Okay. It's, Where do we start? Okay. Let's start. It's just family today. Yep. It's just uh Elliot and Tom. Well, wait. So I feel like guests are family, but it's like it's just hosts today. It's oh like yeah, boring. no. I meant it was sort of like a callback to when RuPaul says that about his judges, mm. who are always there every week. Right. I understand. Okay. Yeah. It's just family and no Jesse and no so Jesse. I feel like free and happy. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> the first time I'm sad over a Jesse comment. No, I take it back. I'm not yeah, sad. No, no, don't. Um, and we are recording in the lovely town of Streetsville, Ontario. Streetsville, O-N. This Labor Gay weekend. Labor Gay, Streetsville. Um, <laughs> you're just echoing everything I say. And we're actually in a pool right now. Literally, we are. Listen. So if we just suddenly electrocute <laughs> ourselves and die, then you know what happened. But, like, it's strange because it's not a pool. It's very, very hot. We The heater is uh, working. Yes. Very well. It's as hot as my loins. Yes. Ooh. Steamy. <laughs> and uh, we are in the whitest, most colonial house yep. I've ever been in yeah, before. Yeah. When Tom's from Newmarket, so that's exactly. saying something. Like, as I was entering the house, I bumped into Marilla Cuthbert. <laughs> you don't understand that, do you? I don't. God damn it. Explain Anne of Green it. Gables. <laughs> Explain it to me. <laughs> Marilla Cuthbert was Anne of Green Gables, like, foster mother. Oh, I literally lived in PEI. I feel like I should have known that. I know. Aw. How dare you. On. Yeah, there's like, I had like a, a cruffin when I arrived here. Yeah, which is and a I croissant like, muffin. I feel like that's white culture. I mean, listen, it was delicious. It and was thank delicious. you to my amazing aunt for the cruffin. Of course, I'm not coming for the cruffin. Although I guess Pastry it sounds like out. I am. Um, what else is white about the house? Um, there's terrible white art everywhere. Yeah, there is white art everywhere. Um... <laughs> Both in subject matter and in general aura. Yeah. There's like colonial towels over there. (laughs) There's Hudson Bay towels, which, yeah, colonial towels. There's like a wailing ghost woman in the walls. Yeah, listen, she's just really upset that we're not appreciating the full whiteness of her abode. (laughs) 
She would like us to be more appreciative. Sorry, Aunt Josephine, please don't possess me. <laughs> we didn't toast our cruffins enough for her liking, and she wailed. And also, before it happens again, uh, we are directly under flight path yes. to Toronto Pearson Airport. Yes. So you will be hearing super many apologies. Um, <laughs> this is what happens if we don't bring a producer with us. We record in a fucking pool, like a fucking faggot. We're also sipping some cute moosehead rattlers. Cute rattlers. We're not sponsored. For Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's literally Sunday morning. There's a nice breeze blowing through this colonial pool. Is that going to... No. Ah! <laughs> My notes just got soaked. Aunt Josephine. Oh, Jesse really you? should be here right now. <laughs> Listen, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode yes. 39. Is that it? 39? 39. I meant like, is that, like, that's a lot. It is a lot, yeah. And this also might be our actual messiest episode ever. <laughs> so. When we drop our microphones in the pool. It's so warm. Why is it so warm? <laughs> um, maybe for context, uh, people in my family recently moved uh, temporarily into a home in Streetsville, which is why Tom and I find ourselves in this predicament <laughs> that we are currently in. Right, because you came here to finish your mm-hmm. paper. Which is done now. I finished my master's. Congratulations. Thanks. Actually done or like faux done? No, again? done done. Like fa done. <laughs> <laughs> faux fa done? No, I'm actually done. Okay. Yeah. How does it feel? feels really good. I feel like a human for the first time in a long time. Cool. And also, this is kind of strange, but the thing I was most excited for was to not be sad on this podcast. Like, every week, I'm like, I have to be honest. Like, I'm not doing well. Yeah. And I'm like, I really don't have to lie. Like, I can have joy again, you know? I'm glad. I feel similarly, which is weird, because we usually, one of us really takes the sad cake. Up and down. (laughs) um, I recently just started full-time at my job, and it feels refreshing to, like, be able to commit to something. Can we cheers? All of my time. Yeah. Cheers. That was an oh, underwhelming cheers. Yeah. Jesse. Cheers to relaxing in um, warm pools in colonial shade. Yeah. Um, listen. Look. Um, I just want to ask you really fast, what would the saddest cake be that you could imagine? Uh, maybe a bunt. Okay, a bunt <laughs> cake. What's in it? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, that is really sad. Or like one of those upside down cakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the glazing is just like actual fruit juice. The grazing is grazing. <laughs> think, sorry, I'm spending too much time with horses. Um, <laughs> the glazing is like, um, oh, I feel, what's like the most boringest? Oh, like a custard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, um, like powdered sugar with water. Or just like uh, hot mayonnaise. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my stomach can't take it. I have an ulcer from whiteness right now. <laughs> Oh, listen, everyone. Uh, I need to get it together right now. I don't know why I'm so silly. I'm such a silly, silly faggot. I'm happy. This this feels right. This feels like we're on the right path. We're on a flight path. And bless your mom, like right over your right shoulder as I'm looking at you is a church pew in like this outdoor gazebo alcove that's been covered with a pride flag. Yeah, I love it. Every time I look over, I just hear hosiers take me to church. Yeah. But I, because that's so maybe the essence of Dickwick. Yeah. Because we claim to be a religion. Yeah. So, like, a pew with a pride flag is kind of perfect. Thomas. Yeah. What's your color? Oh, uh, good question. Um, my color, I feel like uh, I should just lean in here. My color is like, um, oh, what's the word? What's the, oh, like an argyle violet. Wait, Argyle's like, like... it's like a pattern. Okay, cool. But it's like a... a, a no, no. Uh, what did I say? 
Yeah, like a muted violet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, like like I'm on a picnic in Avonlea. Oh. Like, do you, you know want to go mean? into it more? Like I'm churning butter. Yeah. Like my horses are... Are you brushing their are, manes? Yeah, I'm brushing my horses' manes. I feel like maybe you've um, braided their manes with lavender in the braid. Yes. Right? Thank you, yes. Like the plant, right? Yeah, I can like smell it and see it and like I'm just in there. Yeah. Schmegma. You can smell my horse's schmegma. If you clean it properly, there should be no <laughs> smegma. But I feel like I'm like tossing about with like... Uh, the farm boy and like yes. a, uh, a bale of hay. Yes, yes, yes. And then we go have a picnic on yes. on a uh, another violet argyle, and we eat. I don't know. Um, ass. <laughs> <laughs> that went from like Anne of Green Gables to like Cocky Boys Three, which is literally what I want my life to be. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Yeah. I definitely picture you skipping through a field with a sun hat, picking flowers, and like laughing. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm definitely like field frolic purple. Ooh, that's so nice. Uh-huh. Um, what's my color? Uh, I should have thought of this before. My <laughs> color is um, a nice, like, shining, wet grapefruit. Like, you've just sliced a grapefruit in half, and my color is, like, both the smell and sight of, like... Are you like, going to put it on my dick? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> we need to circle around back yeah. to that comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like, glistening, citrusy, yeah. um, like tart on your tongue not unlike fruit. the color of the cans M- we're drinking moosehead rattler beer with a twist Boblimus. <laughs> listen are we sponsored by moosehead i think moosehead would sue us if they knew i was saying this ah, refreshing <laughs> <laughs> you know, some violet grapefruits today you would give a moosehead wouldn't you i would give a moosehead yeah with moosehead after i properly cleaned it just my dick no <laughs> no no bestiality jokes Bad. too early for bestiality no just humor. don't clean the smegma oh you want the smegma <laughs> that's the saddest cake ever glazed with moose smegma <laughs> oh my god all of these jokes are heightened by the fact that like there are neighbors around who have no idea who just moved into this house and now they're calling Ghostbusters. There's an elementary school on the other side of this fence. <laughs> Thank God school's out. Labor Day. Jesus. Um, we, we're, what did we have to circle back to? Oh, the grapefruit on the deck. There's a video everyone needs to watch. It's a woman giving a tutorial on how to properly like satisfy people with penises using like fruits and vegetables. It's pretty amazing. I'm, I'm surprised to, it's not you. It like, might be me yeah. in an afterlife. Circled back. I need to give a correction and give the proper thing, but... Oh my god, didn't she do like a tornado whipped cream thing? Yeah, too? she like puts whipped cream in her mouth and spits it so it like twirls around a penis in the air. Oh boy. She like warms up a zucchini in the microwave and cuts <laughs> it in half. Oh like yeah. slices it in one side so it can like open wider and like jerks a guy off. Wow, I'm buying a zucchini later today. It sounds fun actually. Yeah. Grapefruit on the dick and you like suck it as you move the grapefruit up and down. <laughs> There's a lot of imagery so far in this mm. episode. I'm very happy. I'm very happy as well. Part of my paper was about like the senses online, so I'm trying right. to bring like a full sensory experience to everybody right now. No, and good. It's it, it's good in acting class. We would take strong images like these and like put them in our bodies. Ooh, it would really help us like insert um, grapefruits. Y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, metaphorically, put them in our bodies. Oh, I see. Right. Aww. We did this really stupid exercise where we would throw a rope on the ground, and then whatever, um, however the rope landed, like the the pattern that it made on the ground, we had to put into our bodies and like be that specific rope landing. 
Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what? This has been acting school corner. I have <clears throat> so many weird things like that from acting school that like that I should start dropping in because they're to, so weird. You just heard the first acting school corner yeah. and it will not be the Stay last. Stay tuned for the zone of silence. Oh, that was the weirdest one. God, it sounds like you went to like medium training on how to read spirit <laughs> possession. Like, I mean, close. Kind of. Close. Also, how many different shapes can a rope be in? A million. That's oh. the point of the exercise. Because you drop the, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah, way yeah. it swiggles on the ground. Okay. Okay. Were you not allowed to do a snake? Is snake like a cop out? No, you're thinking about it way too literally. Oh, okay. You have to like um, drum up imagery from the rope on the ground and put it into your body and then be the rope. Okay, we need to play this when we're done recording. It's, <laughs> I'm very intrigued. I don't think you're going to take it seriously. Of course I will. <laughs> What's not serious about that? <clears throat> Sorry for the Giant breeze outside. Wind. Not an airplane yet. We will let you know when the airplanes are coming. I'm sure you'll hear it. <laughs> I'm sure you will too. Okay, Thomas, listen. Hashtag air show. <clears throat> Hashtag show my air. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Um, I don't want to talk about real things. This is really nice and relaxing. I know it's so fun. Okay, well let's uh, let's keep it going. Do you have any like fun media corners or like fun media corner. story corners? Um, I have a date corner. Ooh, date corner. Hit me. I mean, like tell me. <laughs> and hit you? <laughs> yeah, please. Um, Wait, is it raining? Like just a cute. Dribble? It's cute drizzling. How sensory is this experience right now? <laughs> <laughs> It might be like the may, the ghost of the May that used to live here, just throwing out the bath water. Ew! She's wringing her like um her old towels out the window and her tears <laughs> because we're not appreciating her abode. <laughs> Sorry, Aunt Josephine. <laughs> also, an Anna Green Gables reference. I'm really hitting that part. I love today. it. I love it. It's also sad because like my parents just left PEI, so it's you're giving me a little bit of home again. I'm giving you a little bit of Gilbert Blythe. Okay. <laughs> For our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, I'm sorry. Stay tuned. Also, one quick side tangent. I tallied it up, and this is in 35 different countries. And we talk, like, so much about Toronto and Canada and, like, weird references that... Yeah, but we say that, so it's fine. I love everyone for coming along on the ride with us. <clears throat> Thank you. Hey, Turkey, we love you. Aw, <laughs> Turkey, I love you. Uh, uh, I we love know. you who are listening, listening in yeah, Turkey. Exactly. Right. But listen, look, <laughs> he went on a date the other night and uh, I won't go into much detail about it, but I will say uh, he said to me, oh, I actually really like your podcast. Yikes. So this is cool that I'm on this date, um, but it's sometimes hard for me to tell you and Elliot apart, which number one is strange. I find that strange. Yeah. Um. Because uh, you're so much smarter than me, and I'm so much like cooler than you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Continue. <laughs> and he said, "Yeah. So I, I find it hard to tell you guys apart sometimes. Are you the one who cries all the time?" <laughs> <laughs> and I had to look at him honestly in the face and say, "Yes. Yeah, you are. I am the one who cries all the time." Which I couldn't have predicted pre pre doing this. No. Um. Because I uh, don't often show emotion in real life. No, and you said that like someone walking out of a Botox, like, appointment. <laughs> oh, here's a plane. Alex said... Okay, good. We can talk over... Um, Alex Talk, my friend, sent me a... Talk Corner. A text message. Wait, talk that, louder right now. That beautifully summed up... Um, 
who I am on this podcast. And he said, you're the overly emotional one with no emotions. Duh. <clears throat> Which is practically exactly me. Duh, that's perfect. Right. Hashtag Gemini. Hashtag Gemini. No. <laughs> gem for gem. <laughs> what? <laughs> You are a gem, Tom. Okay, I've spiraled out of control. Can you try to rein me back in? Listen, we, um... Okay, one last thing. Our voices are nothing alike, are they? Uh, I hope not. I feel like I'm a lot, like, flouncier and, like, bottomy. And you're like... Yeah. Hey. I'm very, um... I, uh, well, I've had so much voice training. I I speak from my diaphragm. Okay. And you often speak from your head voice. Yes, I speak from my head voice. I don't even know where my diaphragm is. My pussy... All right, I have a corrections corner too. Yes. Are you ready for it? I am. Are you sure? Yeah. So, our guest last week, uh, Dan, came on and uh, and talked about how that that woman from Hong Kong whose father was putting out a reward to try to turn his daughter straight. Ugh. Um, Anyway, her name is Gigi Chow. And the reward has reportedly gone up to, whoa, can I even say this number? $130 million. What? So that's pretty fucked. That's going to incite so much violence against this woman. That's so disgusting. We can cut this joke if you want. Okay. But, like, I will marry her for that amount of money. I don't... That's violent, though. It is violent, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm in a pool. Keep it... Say whatever I want. There could be a way where you go about it where you claim the reward... And to quote unquote marry her, but do it in her best like protection, so that this reward disappears, and then you split it. You take like twenty percent, she gets eighty percent, and then you fuck off. Right, or we just have like a loveless marriage, like so like many most of my marriages. friends yeah. who are married right now. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this pool is evoking weird things. In it me. is for me too. And the flight path, and the colonial house. There's a lot of feelings. There's cicadas blowing, blowing, <laughs> just flying around. Cicadas blowing us. They're giving us <laughs> some nice tingly blowjobs. Too many we bestiality. Have not things. said anything of substance yet. What's the point of this episode? Okay, so I came across an article. May I share it with you? Yes, please. Okay, so I don't know if anyone heard about the new Jack Ryan. TV show that Amazon oh yeah 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 put on so Jack Ryan is like a Tom Clancy character yeah. who's like a famous like uh, like spy novelist or whatever. Who um, cares? This show is about I'm pretty sure a dude for the CIA uh, who's played by John Krasinski. 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 Yeah. Okay, I've been saying that wrong for my whole life. Anyway, yeah. So he plays this uh, CIA dude who like infiltrates terrorist cells or something. Or something. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care. All to say, there's this article. Um, on Pink News by Sophia Lotto Percio, uh, and it's called Amazon's new show Jack Ryan Under Fire for Transphobic Slur. So, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. listen here. I'm looking. So there's an LGBT plus activist, um, Aleel Cruz, who is kind of, I mean, probably not the first one to notice this, but he set out a, a like tweet about it that set off all this communication around it. Um, and so what happens is there's a Navy officer who asks her colleague how he got a black eye. And she says, did you accidentally pick up another tranny on Fremont Street? Ah. <clears throat> yeah. So like all of our listeners who are like, that's not that bad. Like, let me tell you why it's bad using people's words that it affected. So um, 
uh, Cruz himself tweeted, this activist who noticed it tweeted, this just came out, I'm on a third episode, and they use a trans slur in 2018, as two trans women were murdered in the last 24 hours, referring to the killings of Dejani L. Stanton and Vontasia Bell in Illinois and Louisiana. Like, it's just not, like, you for just can't, sakes. for fuck's sakes, right? Um, and then, so, uh, Leo Cruz also tweeted, trans women die from pickup violence. This isn't funny, this is real life. Trans women die because of shit like this. It's not a throwaway joke. Um, there's also a trans vet tech, uh, Talia Renee, Renee, Talia Renee on Twitter. Uh, and they tweeted, love being the butt of the joke when I see my sisters being murdered every day and their murders getting away with it because obviously quote trannies don't matter. Canceling my prime membership, uh, been meaning to do it because of how they treat their workers too. So, um, another, uh, writer, Austin Hartke tweeted, hey, at Jack Ryan Amazon, this is unacceptable because it bolsters the idea that trans women aren't women and that men should be ashamed for being involved with them. These kind of toxic cultural ideas lead to the murder of trans women of color regularly. You need to do better. Like, all been on point. Uh, There's another one. Mm. Trans, please also, like, butt in if you have anything to say. Uh, Trans rights activist Emily Gorchensky shared a personal experience. um, And Emily Gorchensky was actually a survivor from the Charlottesville neo-nazi march um and gorchensky gore uh sorry when you say survivor uh, i'll I'll explain what i mean by that um so um she tweeted i'm a trans woman who has survived an actual terrorist attack in real life ran toward the attacker and then spent the next 12 months shifting entire military policy you want to explain how the use of the slur to my wait sorry you want to explain the use of the slur to my face you cowards at amazon wow so like she like she ran towards the attack and like survived um, survived it. Mother... F- right? Right? It's so fucked up. Um, Here so comes another plane. It w- uh, it's Jack Ryan jumping out of a plane to come kill us. <laughs> it's it's Amazon's... Ryan. It's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I don't know who that is. The owner of Amazon. Oh. He's like one of the richest people in the world. I thought the owner of Amazon was like Wonder Woman. <laughs> what? Literally? You thought Gal Gadot owned Amazon? Oh, because she's an Amazonian. Tom, listen, I'm slow today. No, no, I'm just obscure today. That was very bizarre. <laughs> the warm water on your feet are bringing it's out all so kinds of feelings. weird, and it's like heating my whole body up like my face is on fire. And it's already hot outside. Okay, uh, so, pri- I mean, sorry, Amazon has also been under fire recently because they printed out a bunch of pride posters with the um, LGBT plus acronym on it. And people at the company crossed out the T and wrote Y beside it, like all over at Amazon headquarters. What? Yeah. Like saying like, why is this included in it? Which is a caveat I should say. I know before I said like um, the T could could be read as offensive just because a lot of like other queer people don't uh, advocate enough for trans activism. That's not what this, that's not why they're saying why. They're saying why because they don't want to be lumped in with trans people. It's not like, do you know what I mean? What the actual fuck? <clears throat> that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, it's transphobia is everywhere, and it's disgusting. And Amazon, uh, Amazon responded just by saying that defacing the posters was defacing company property, but completely failed to mention any sort of like transphobic ethos or even stand up for any trans people at the company who would have seen this and been like, "Oh, I'm clearly not fucking welcome here." And I should also say in this, like, my critique of of the inclusion, the acronym. Um, I also like do with caution because I think that it serves as a really important mechanism. And I only mean to say that to kind of just bring attention to the fact that if we're going to, if like, 
any individual person identifies with that acronym, you have to be an advocate and an accomplice for every single identity in it. You don't just get to pick and choose. Yeah. Like the point of it is to is to rally around, right? Yes, of course. Because um, if we don't, that's the whole point of having the acronym is that we we are together because we need to be together. Exactly. To fight hate and injustice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't just you can't just be like, I don't know, flippantly use it and then don't actually stand up for anyone that's facing violence, right? Yeah. Listen, turfs that are listening. Yeah, turfs. Listen. Turfs. You're done. No, you're done. Get out of that parade, <laughs> turfs. Oh, it's raining harder. Should we move from the pool to the swing? Yeah, no, I don't want to. Oh my god, you guys! Elliot almost tumbled into the pool, which would have actually been fantastic entertainment. So dramatic. I'll push you at the end of the episode. Do it as long as my mic's not in hand. <clears throat> um, okay, Tom. Sorry that I'm talking a lot, but I no, also no, I want you to. wanted to kind of go into the acronym, yeah. if that's okay, because I really should we never... We never really have. No, and we should. We should. Massive... <laughs> Massive caveat. I don't know why I was suddenly from Texas. Massive caveat. Massive caveat coming. Um, a lot of the websites had different accounts of what the acronym actually is. And my point of saying this is just to kind of like talk about the way that it being hard to pin down as part of its politic. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yep, it does. Also, I purposely took from a website that I think some of their definitions are a little bit outdated. So please like jump in yep. and be critical. <clears throat> so this is from ok2beme.com and hallsofschmidt.wordpress.com. Halls of Schmidt? Halls of Schmidt. H-L-U-S. Of Schmidt. 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 Um, okay, so uh, it says LGBTQ is an initialism that means lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and the Q functions for queer or questioning. Yep. So um, it's also the full acronym in some instances is LGBTQQIP2SAA. So two Qs are for queer and questioning. Mm-hmm. I is for intersex. Mm-hmm. P is for pansexual. Mm-hmm. Two S is for two spirit. A is for asexual, and the other A is for allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interesting. So, like, I'll get into some more of the definitions, but it it has pansexual here as people who refuse to be pinned down on the Kinsey scale. Um, and I was wondering if you know about the Kinsey scale. Yeah, or? I do. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, talking about the spectrum of of homosexuality. Yes. So in uh, the, I think 1948 and 1950, respectively, or maybe 1953, uh, Alfred Kinsey published two different um, studies. I guess you'd say the first one called uh, homosexual or homosexual behavior among men, and the second one was among women. And uh, this kind of he basically showed. Um, he showed people that the way that we understand sexuality is way too rigid and he kind of planted the seed of the idea of like the hidden homosexual that like people around your neighborhood are probably engaging in it like your neighbor your friend like yeah you know what i mean it's it's a lot wider than we think it is absolutely so then the scale itself uh he developed it it's uh goes from zero to six. Zero being exclusively heterosexual one is predominantly heterosexual and you're only incidentally homosexual uh-huh. That phrase turns me on so much, which is really upsetting. Um, <laughs> two is that you're predominantly heterosexual, but more than incidentally homosexual. Three is that you're equally heterosexual and homosexual. Four is that you're predominantly homosexual, but more than incidentally heterosexual. Maybe I'm four. I think you're four or five. Five is predominantly homosexual and only incidentally heterosexual. Six is that you're exclusively homosexual. And then they have an X here, which is no sociosexual contacts or reactions. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's like... 
was probably a good way to think about it for a while, but it's a little bit like sign- I don't like this. No, I don't like it either. Um, it's very like demarcated. Yeah. Um. And it, it's like the scale itself pisses me off because it's like it's too linear for me. Yeah, exactly. I feel like sex, sex, uh, human sexuality is far more fluid. Exactly. Because like heterosexual and homosexual aren't aren't um, um, identities that I subscribe to in this totally. spectrum. Because totally, like, what does that mean, right? Yeah. No, I totally agree. This like, is also I know like, a bunch of straight guys who like getting fucked up the ass. Yep. That's not. That doesn't make them more homosexual than not that's just a you know exactly and i think that we should have the power to kind of dictate how we want to be like we get to self-identify is yeah. one of like the strengths and queerness um but also yeah it's it's a thing of like who who's defining what incidentally is or yes. more than incidental or like exclusively homosexual and yeah. it's i don't know like it's let weird. people anyway it clearly fu- it served a function in its time i suppose so. when it when it needed to uh so I also have just some definitions of some of the, I guess, identity categories, you would call it. I mean, lesbian is female homosexual. Gay uh, refers to homosexual men and women. Like some people do say, I'm a yeah. gay woman. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm going to skip a bunch of these because I feel like they're all pretty straightforward. Yeah. Bisexual is like you're attracted to binary genders. Oh, it's raining harder. We've described Two-Spirit on this podcast, um, but it just says here that it's a modern umbrella term used by some indigenous North Americans to describe gender variant individuals in their communities. I would maybe or argue Jason that- Or Jason Mraz. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe he did that. Jason. Idiot. Get it together. Get it together. Um, I would just say that maybe I'm not sure that gender variant is like- accurate in this sense because historically speaking indigenous communities have like it hasn't been a thing that someone's variating from a gender it's just like a third category of person yes that's recognized right yes uh queer i like this definition uh kind of queer is an umbrella term for sexual and gender minorities that are not heterosexual or cisgender queer was originally used pejoratively against those with same-sex desires but beginning in the late 1980s queer scholars and activists began to reclaim the word amazing but so my only thing is like they're saying that minorities that are not heterosexual or cisgender but i feel like the queer umbrella is kind of opening up to include like accomplices yeah um yeah i agree i understand why they worded it like that me too yeah i agree uh questioning is the questioning of one's gender sexual identity sexual orientation or all three Uh, and it's a process by which people explore themselves they might be unsure they might be um still kind of concerned about socially labeling themselves for any reason so it's kind of just a nice category like if you don't want to lump yourself in the kinsey scale just be like i'm questioning like i Mm -hmm. but to some extent i would i can't help but wonder if we're all always in a state of questioning yeah i told my my straight male friend that he was queer and he was really interested by that. And he was like, well, why do you say that? And so then I was like, well, I think you're queer because um, you don't subscribe to heteronormativity. Yeah. And he was like kind of excited yeah. to identify as queer. And yeah. I like, gave him some agency. And so I, th- I, th- I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'd say like as long as you're, if you identify it with, you also have to protect the people who are most marginalized and who need queer the most as like a, as a safety totally, mechanism, totally, right? You know yes. what I mean? It's pouring. But I felt like by uh, him coming to that realization he has more agency to do so yes yeah totally I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all do you want to sit on the colonial swing <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten out of control okay wait it's now pouring out. rain on us <laughs> oh we're like Anne and Diana I don't know of a new age <laughs> is that Avonlea again <laughs> are you back to Anne of Green Gables yes oh enough is enough Anne <laughs> no 
Enough is never enough. And if you're gonna give us my childhood, okay, listen. I'm just holding tattered, soaked <laughs> notes. I'm gonna keep going. I'm never gonna forget this experience. It is so bizarre. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Okay. I'm really happy that it's happening, though. It's very queer. Um. Oh wait, one sec. I'm gonna move all of our equipment out of the rain. Jesse, Jesse, you should be here. Get on a bus right now. Good God. Uh, so intersex. I mean, go back to episode what three? I think, um, but it, it has it here. It's a variation of sex characteristics, including chromosomes, gonads, or genitals that do not allow an individual to be distinctly identified as male or female. Mm-hmm. Uh, asexual or non-sexuality, it says here, never heard that before, is the lack of sexual attraction to anyone or low or absent interest in sexual activity. Um, it may be considered a lack of sexual orientation or of one of the variations. Um, so what I would say also as a caveat is, or like... Um, an addendum I guess is that like it's a massive spectrum people are realizing that there's like a large umbrella to asexuality right it says here an ally is a person who considers themselves a friend to the LGBTQ plus community no in and of itself not necessarily terrible but it's not enough just to be like yeah I'm a friend of that community which is why thanks to Jeffrey McNeil Seymour a few episodes ago we need accomplices right yeah an ally doesn't cut it anymore Everyone should be an ally. Yes, exactly. Like that, that sort of acronym, that part of the acronym for me is null and void. Yes, I agree. If you're not an ally, then go to hell. I agree. Um, agender, people who call themselves genderless, gender-free, or non-gendered, um, is anyone who identifies as having no gender or being without any gender identity. How many more times can I say the word gender? <laughs> gender. Um, gender queer is an umbrella term for gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine. Uh, this is an attempt at inclusivity, I think, is what the acronym serves as. That's why when you see people say LGBTQ+, it's not an attempt to erase the other identities that weren't mentioned. It's just to say there's so many now. Like, it encompasses so so wide a plot. Right. Like, when we were doing uh, our work to prepare for this, I couldn't find... Um, uh, a, li- a list of all the acronyms yeah, that, comprehensively that was sort or, of universal. Exactly. Which I think we realized that's the point. Exactly. Um, so I just wanted to, to put in here, like, I think this is a good example um, of intersectionality. That was developed by um, Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989, and Wikipedia defines it as intersectionality considers that various forms of social stratification, such as class, race, sexual orientation, age, disability, and gender do not exist separately from each other, but are interwoven together. While the theory began as an exploration of the oppression of women of color within society, today the analysis is potentially applied to all social categories, including social categories usually seen as dominant when considered independently, if that makes sense. Um, and so I think this is a really interesting point because ableism is something that queer people need to be fighting as well. Yes. And like, just, yeah. right? Like the, these categories. Um, so then, okay, so Wikipedia goes on to say, Kimberly Crenshaw introduced the theory of intersectionality to feminist theory in 1989 by becoming the first person to use this word in the context of feminism. Uh, the first use of the term was in a seminal paper written by Crenshaw called Demarginalizing the Intersection of Race and Sex, a Black Feminist Critique of Anti-Discrimination Doctrine feminist theory and anti-racist politics i love this quote so kimberly crenshaw recently uh, in a paper called intersectionality identity politics and violence against women of color she wrote these two paragraphs and i think this kind of sums it up really nicely the problem with identity politics is not that it fails to transcend difference as some critics charge but rather the opposite that it frequently conflates or ignores intra-group differences 
In the context of violence against women, this elision of difference is problematic, fundamentally because the violence that many women experience is often shaped by other dimensions of their identities, such as race and class. Moreover, ignoring differences within groups frequently contributes to tension among groups, another problem of identity politics that frustrates efforts to politicize violence against women. I should say at the outset that intersectionality is not being offered here as some new totalizing theory of identity. Nor do I mean to suggest that violence against women of color can be explained only through the specific frameworks of race and gender considered here. Indeed, factors I address only in part or not at all, such as class or sexuality, are often as critical in shaping the experience of women of color. My focus on the intersections of race and gender only highlight the need to account for multiple grounds of identity when considering how the social world is constructed. So within the LGBTQ plus acronym, it, you, you need to not think of these things as, as individual slots, right? Yeah. And they, they all intersect across all of these different lines of society and power. And th- like that is the empowering thing is if we realize that, then we kind of have the tools to, to stand up for people and to stand up for ourselves, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really thankful that you went through that list because I feel like it's something that people maybe think that they know right but um right yeah actually i think it's one of those things too like um like pop theory exists and it's easy to talk about these things or hashtag these things this plane is so homophobic right now it's silencing my voice (laughs) it's just it's easy to widely talk about these things without going back to the source or understanding the nuance within these categories and like intersectionality is, is honestly just about being cautious and critical and understanding that people are way more dynamic than one different identity and that they all intersect, right? Yeah. Oh, God, that was it. so much talking. I'm so sorry. Let's go it's back in this, the pool. Um, yeah. <laughs> this education is so... Um, fuck, it's so important Yeah. for people who are coming of age. I agree. I feel like it's really important to, to have like 11 and 12-year-olds learn about all of these identities yes so that when they're questioning and they're finding out who they are that they have some context absolutely and like when i was young i was blessed with parents who always reminded me that the kids that smelled in class or who acted out were probably of like a lower class or didn't have the same economic capital that we had and that Mm -hmm. reflects literally nothing on the person themselves like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if i didn't grow up with that i i probably would have thought these people were bad people by nature of being poor right like that's the way that our society functions if you can't afford the latest fucking iphone you're weird like we just need this kind of consciousness more than ever i feel all right listen look you took it down i'm gonna take it down further further yeah oh no do you want to dip our feet back in the pool yeah i do it stopped raining today is as like all over the place as you and i are (laughs) um i wanted to touch on something that i think is important i know it's a downer but Okay. We just got to do it. Yeah. Because yes. it's important. Education is the reason. We can't all be goofy fun. All of this. So there was a nine-year-old uh, from Denver, Jamal Miles, uh, who took his own life after being bullied at school uh, for being gay. Sorry, how recently? Oh, this just happened last week. Oh, God. Uh, nine years old. I don't know if anyone really understood. I know people don't understand what age is maybe if you're yeah not if old, you're not a nine-year-old is so so young so young it's maybe grade four and it's you're still at the beginning stages of development and this is why it's so devastating um 
he came out to his mother, Leia Pierce, telling her, uh, this, this is from Queer Tea that I found this, telling her during a summer car ride that he was gay. And this is quoted from his mother, and he looked so scared when he told me. He was like, Mom, I'm gay. And I thought he was playing, so I looked back because I was driving, and he was all curled up, so scared, and I said, I still love you. Mm. So Jamal also told her that he wanted to start wearing clothes typically thought of as feminine. So he went on in the car and he said, can I be honest with you? And his mom was like, sure. And he said, I know you buy me boy stuff because I'm a boy, but I'd rather dress like a girl. And so when school started up, Jamal entered the fourth grade at Joe Shoemaker Elementary School. Uh, He decided to come out to his peers which is, that's the bravery in that is, yeah. is absurd. Uh, he went to school and he said he was going to tell people he was gay because he's really proud of himself, his mother said. And he was just relentlessly bullied at school. And four days later, he killed himself inside his home. Oh my God. The mother obviously believes the treatment he faced at school is what triggered the tragic event well of course if if you're proud of it like the only thing stopping that pride is society telling you to not be proud four days is all it took at school i could just imagine what they said to him my son told my oldest daughter the kids at school told him to kill himself i'm just sad he didn't come to me is what his mother said oh my god um, Pierce hopes that his mother hopes that the conversation about bullying doesn't get lost in the mix of uh, of all the grieving counselors that they have hired to help uh, the students that are affected by his death, which I'm sure are very many. Oh my God! She said we should have accountability for bullying. I think the child should because the child knows it's wrong. The child wouldn't want someone to do it to them. I think the parent should be held because obviously the parents are either teaching them to be like that or they're treating them like that. Yep. Oh my God. It's pretty fucked up. Please tell me again why we don't need this education in elementary school. Tell me right now. Why not? It's, I, yeah, I don't know if the, if you want more proof, like, please, please. Um, I wanted to say also, when I was researching this, it was very troubling on how this was reported. Like when I went through CNN, the statistics were were pretty much all that was in the article. It was just stats about who killed themselves and why and where and the number of boys and the number of mental health issues. And it was just like, they missed the point I found yeah. in all these like news articles that I eventually had to go to Queer Tea because the point was is that this child was bullied for being different, for being queer, and I don't know. Sorry. No, no, please say, like, how... And tell people how to cover this, like, actually. Yeah. Uh, personally, I find it troubling because the re- the discourse around it still puts the onus on the child for um, having to put up with an ignorant 
and bigoted society. It still puts the onus on the child to figure out these rough waters instead of putting the onus on everybody on society to become more open-minded. Yes. Which is what I have a fucking huge problem with. Yes. Because that's, you know, obviously I've mentioned it before, but when I was young and coming out, I had a huge, huge time. I tried to kill myself too. And like, it was always, the discourse was always around me fitting in to a society that didn't want me instead of everyone changing I don't know. Any, anyway, sorry, no, that's you're a tangent. On, no, no, but. no, no, no. It's I completely agree with you. In Oklahoma, on August 15th of this year, uh, did you hear about this? The school had to close because of the Facebook comments about the transgender student. No. Uh, it's really bad. Prepare yourself. Um, I wasn't planning on talking about this, so I don't like have the most amount of research about it. Uh, but there is... Fuck. Okay, so the 12-year-old student is trans at this school. Um, their name is Maddie. And... On Facebook, so Maddie's in seventh grade, uh, parents were commenting, calling Maddie an it and a thing. Oh dear, this I was about, about that. This was about bathrooms for some fucking reason. Someone commented, this is terrible. Y'all have great kids and a little half-baked maggot is causing them probs. We feel for y'all. Calling Maddie a maggot. Uh, another comment said, how old is this thing? Then someone else said, this thing, I love it. Got a name for now, perfect name. Another parent, this is really bad. If he wants to be a female, make him a female. A good sharp knife will do the job really quick. Just tell the kids to kick ass in the bathroom and it won't come back. Another person wrote. These are adults. These are parents of fucking students saying this. So yes, it's their fault that this shit's happening. Yes, it's your fault. Look in the mirror. Anyway, I don't mean to say that for shock value. I just think that there's an epidemic of violence going on right now. And the way that we talk about these things teaches children it's okay to talk about them, which leads to direct violence. Language is violent. Language yeah. is violence. Yeah. It's a technology of oppression. We have to address it. Uh, erasure is violence, too. Yes. What's happening in Ontario is, is horrifying. Yes. <sighs> Sorry. No, um... Where Sorry. do we go? Listen. We spot this was like uh, absolutely we just plummeted into yeah. the depths of hell. I don't know this pool pool, hey, pool. pool. <laughs> I'm trying really hard, I don't know what to do. You picked up some water to splash me with it and then sadly <laughs> dropped it back in the pool. That's what you just did. Okay. <laughs> Joy can be political. Yeah. Um we need to we need to never stop being upset and accountable and uh and fight this shit, but uh, we also need to probably end this podcast with something, something, something more planes flying. D- Jack I didn't Ryan quite get enough shadow jumping out of a plane. Uh, Air show. Listen, people need to be able to function to be accomplices. Uh, let's 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 uplift people's day with this knowledge. Let's support our fucking children, please. Support let's support our children. Our children at risk. Who are all the children? Yeah. Yeah, homophobia and queerphobia affects straight kids as well yep. because they think this shit's okay and they do this shit and it turns them into monsters. We need education to save us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Do you have a don't apologize? Do you have a thing? Do you have a story? Uh oh, a story. Oh oh. Should we do storytelling? Story time. Yeah, let's do story time. Story time. Do you want to go first? Sure. What do you do? You have a particular story that you want to hear to share? Um, I'm trying to, I'll go through like the, the, my mental, um, 
roll a dex. Yeah, roll a dex of your stories. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you've never told the one the. <laughs> I have a friend in town um, visiting. Mm-hmm. Who was on the podcast? Who was on the podcast? Maybe I won't say who it is because. We used to go to Mexico. Yes, that's yes. Uh, for a few years to Puerto Vallarta, and um, uh, this is a terrible story. I don't know if I should tell it. Uh, do you have another one? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, fuck it. I'll tell, tell it. It. it happened. Yeah, right. It happened. Um, every day when we walked to the beach, there were these um, sex workers. Um, on the street wanting to uh, sell us massages. Okay. Um, and so w- I think on the last day that we were there, we were like, oh, you know what? We just want the experience. We want to go get a like fun, cute massage. Fun, cute boys. Cute, fun, massage, cute. Um, yeah. And so we, we did. And the way it worked is like, I was really nervous. So we like walked around the block a few times. And then we, we went up to the pack of like, of of massage artists and and I was like well how does it work and they were like oh it's this much money I was like okay do we pick which one of you <laughs> like I don't know like feudal era like, like sex like, yeah, you can pick whatever one of us you want and so there was one like a really yappy twink at the front that I wanted and then who <laughs> just bleep it my friend born it and said Oh, I want the yappy twink. And so, obviously, I was devastated. <laughs> yappy twink. <laughs> Sorry. And then, um, behind... Oh, <laughs> throwing things at me. Twink hate shaming. crime. Hate crime. Twink shaming. No, I'm twink elevating. How dare you? <laughs> the yappier, the better. Oh. And so, of course, being a, a, a rampant Gemini, I... <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> Must be hard. Uh, my next choice was this like quiet, unassuming guy in the back. Okay. Who was not looking at me or not paying any attention to what was going on. And <laughs> don't look at me knowingly. Foreshadowing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want that one back there. That one? <laughs> oh my God, continue, but. No, I should stop. Like, this is no, violent. No, you need Story's to keep going. Great. You need to keep going. I was like, I want that nice gentleman um, standing behind don't correct your story (laughs) (laughs) and so he didn't speak uh he didn't speak any english so the others were translating for him and so we went into this room so this small tiny room with this awkward divider up and and so my friend was on one side of the divider and i was on the other side of the divider and i was like i don't know what to do and he was like motioning me motioning for me to take off my bathing suit which is the only thing i was wearing and so i did and I lay down on the table, and I was like, oh, yay, I'm so excited. Um, let me flip over to the other side of the divider for the for this little um, uh, diversion. So my friend had a great time. He had a nice massage, and um, the twink, like, gave him, like, a beautiful, a nice little hand job at the end, and it was all, like, cute, cute, lovely. Lovely. Uh, my friend paid... Um, the gentlemen and they left really happy. It was a great experience for my friend. Beautiful. Yeah. And so now let's hop over to the other side of the divider where I'm like lying naked face down on this cold table. And uh, the, the, the man starts massaging me. But when I say massaging, I mean like this. Grazing you with his fingers. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I've right off the bat. I'm definitely not into this. Like I'm yeah. really uncomfortable. 
but whatever. And he like typed in something on his phone and showed me an amount of money. And I was like, oh no, like we agreed upon a, a price already. I'm, I'm not gonna pay you that money, so sorry. And then, as he continued, he like plopped his penis in my hand. <gasps> and I was like, oh, oh no, like I, I don't want, uh, no thank you. It's supposed to be the other way around. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm a very selfish lover. Like you don't know that. <laughs> and so he continued and he went to the other side of me and he like plopped his penis in my hand again and again I was like oh no no thank you and by this time he was probably really confused yeah like I thought I was just gonna get a cute massage and a hand job you after. picked the one who was avoiding your gaze at the back of the room <laughs> like <laughs> and then and then I heard like some ruffling and he got on top of me oh like he mounted me on this table <laughs> and he started like um um humping me like rubbing his dick in your butt cheeks yeah so he was like fucking like swiping the credit card yeah exactly but not like not um penetrating okay and i was like really uncomfortable i'm pinching my nipples right now i'm so excited (laughs) continue (laughs) and uh, i don't know like it was just it was it was so awful and i was like kind of sandy too because i just come from the beach it was dicks, just, like rubbing the sand in and, your like, crack. It was just so rude, and of course, it made sense to me in the moment. Like, of course, bottoms would choose this, like exactly hulking, like um, brooding one at the back. Exactly. Uh, so he thought that's what I wanted. Yeah, in you, fact, you probably like, missed a bunch of like cultural cues about I this know. one masseuse. And so it was really, really awful. And then I had to stop him finally, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't want this. Like, can I just have a massage?" <laughs> I think, don't think he knew how to give a massage. No, he didn't. And it might have been his first day. There's a bug on your shirt. Just a sec. It's the masseuse. He's back. <laughs> um, anyway, all this to say, this happened like 10 minutes into the 45-minute massage. Oh, whoa. So then um, he spent the rest of half hour sort of like prodding me sheepishly. And I was like just lying naked comfortable on the table did you get to come at all not even close from that point on i couldn't even get hard because i was so uncomfortable oh i'm so sorry tom that's really fucked I'm up i'm not really the victim in this story but thank you i, I mean, mean like, maybe kind yeah. of uh and so i didn't know what to do so then i just gave him extra money <laughs> <laughs> you paid to get basically assaulted like. yeah and then so when i left and and my friend was like smiling ear to ear and I was like, I need to go for a walk around the block right now. And then I was really, like, upset about it the whole rest of the day, obviously. Of course. Yeah. The rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really anyway, sorry. fun massage. Is, my only massage story. Is you. that fun? No. It was hor- horrible. That's not good. Especially because my friend had the best experience ever. Y- yikes. Thomas. I can't ever just experience anything, like, normal. No. Like, everything always needs to be heightened or dramatic. Gemini style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that that was our, like, attempt at uplifting at the end of a very dark... <laughs> got <that laughs> no, it's staying. Jesse, keep it. Jesse, cut it. Um, I have one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you this story before. Uh-oh. Potentially in passing. I've alluded to it on this podcast, definitely. But, okay, so I'm, <laughs> like, 16 at this time, I'm pretty sure, um, living in Sudbury. And, uh... My drug dealer was really hot. Like, I had, like, the hottest drug dealer. Um, to me, at least. I found him very sexy. 
and I was in a relationship for a while. And so, like, as soon as I got out of the relationship... I love that you had a relationship and a drug dealer at age 16. Like, listen, that, that was, like, years into my... How was your 401k at that time? <laughs> I don't really get that. <laughs> Go on. No, can you explain? <laughs> no, I can't. Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just got out of a relationship, and I was like, I'm going to fuck my drug dealer. Like, I've been waiting for this. Um, listen, I used to be really... I'm going to fuck my drug dealer. A memoir. By, by Elliot. Elliot. This used to be... I used to be a really bad person. So... Used to be. Okay. <laughs> fucking pile on. Um, I got to his house, and it was, like, cute, cute, like, date cute, kind of. Okay. Um, but I'd only ever been in, like, a few, like, open... Like, openly, like, gay scenarios. So I was a little bit nervous. I still needed to be kind of drunk. So I, like, took a bunch of shots and was like, do shot for shot for me. And we, like, finished a Mickey of rum together. That's people Do people say Mickey? It was like a little yeah. one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, we finished a Mickey of rum. Um, and then he proceeded to fuck me because I wanted him to fuck me. Um, and he had a really big dick. And I was bent over with my palms on like a dirty window overlooking the train tracks in downtown Sudbury. Um, and it just got like, you, you have a horrified look on your face. Uh, it's a lot of imagery. Yeah, uh, it got like just very like rough and wild and it was amazing. Uh, but I had a date the next day with a different guy. Um, and I woke up, like, covered in bruises and hickeys. Again, amazing. Fully consensual. I loved it. Wait, wh- wh- uh, where and how were your bruises? Uh, I had bruises around, like, my, like, body and legs, kind of. Like, just, like, mild from, like, grabbing. Like, I was, like, harder, etc. Not and just dirt from the dirty window? Not just dirt from the dirty window. It was more, like, fingerprint smudge and less, like, dirt dirt. Like, oil dirt. You know what I mean? Oh. Um, Wait, your bruises or the dirt? <laughs> the dirt <laughs> um and i had hickeys all over my neck uh and like down my body like just everywhere and i had yeah a date that night with a guy i'd been talking to for a while who uh later became a boyfriend of mine we uh-huh. are no longer together so i got home and basically panicked it's not vigo it's not vigo no not not my current stallion um but so i got home and i was like oh my god i don't i honestly don't know what to do like it was really shitty me to do that even though I was 16. The other guy was 23. Like, we were, I haven't even met the guy yet. I'm allowed to do what I want, but shame culture made me feel ashamed. 16 and 23? So what I is ha- this? Call me by your name? Ugh, yeah, right? When I saw that film slash read the book, I was like, this was my childhood. Right. Like, it was so normalized for me. I get home, bruises everywhere, and I had to borrow my stepmom's makeup and covered my entire body in cover-up that was not the tone of my skin i looked very bizarre oh my god yeah and i got to my leprosy my gentleman's that night uh and proceeded to try and fuck and he went to kiss me and pulled away and there was makeup all over his face and (laughs) my bruises were just like fully revealed and then he was really upset with me he dumped me in chinatown like six months later so (laughs) Listen. Sudbury is in Chinatown? No, I was in Toronto in oh. Chinatown, and I got a phone call from him, and he dumped me over the phone. So you get what you deserve, I guess. <laughs> I just got to say, this, those two stories make us sound like absolute dumpster fires. I think we are. Okay. I think we invented the word okay dumpster fire. Oh, well, listen, everyone. <laughs> This has been colonial I'm foot so in the pool. Comfortable with this episode, like I'm really not okay about it. It started off really joyous, and it turned into something quite strange and sinister. Quite strange. It, I feel like I'm like possessed, literally, by the ghost of Aunt Josephine. It's quite possible. <laughs> Bringing um, her bathwater. You're gonna over. turn some butter after this. I mean, in, in the pool house. I can call it that. Okay. <laughs> it's just horse smegma. <laughs> oh 
fuck? Why do things you say exist? Because they just have to sometimes. Do you have a silver lining? Uh, oh, shit. Um, my silver lining is... I'll go. Go. Um, yeah, I have a friend in town. Yeah. Which is really lovely. He's my best friend, and uh, um, I don't... I forget to miss people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I don't... And then I get a taste of them, and I realize that I miss them, so... He's staying with me, and it's been a really lovely weekend, although we were out till 3.30 a.m. last night, which is far too late for yeah. daddy here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, I love being constantly reminded that I have people that I love who aren't necessarily in my vicinity. Yeah. I feel like you're, you're not missing people is a mechanism because there's so many people in your life that come and go, slash you have came and went so many times that yeah. if you missed every one of those people, you wouldn't be a person. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really good at saying goodbyes. Yeah. Not to sound like Sam Smith. No, me too. I, I am as well. But um, saying goodbye to people is something that I've had to do so many fucking times. Yeah. So it, it just sort of rolls off my back now. 100%. I love that. That's It goes into my silver lining as well. Like... Um, my parents just moved back to Ontario and I haven't been in the same province as them since I was 14 years old. Um, and I just kind of forgot what that vicinity felt like to have your parents kind of close. Mm. Um, and I'm just getting a little taste of it and I'm excited that they'll be around like indefinitely now. I'm excited to come and hang out near mom's like colonial barn. Me too. I can't wait. Um, make some country butter and Oh yeah. I mean, I also, the second part of my silver lining, I just have to shout out every single person who... Uh, supported me through finishing my thesis and people sent me the loveliest messages Aww. and egged me on and told me they believed in me and uh, I uh, I told you I didn't so I'm sorry <clears throat> you're the reason it got me down to the wire so <laughs> so in in spite of Tom I'm finished but no I just genuinely appreciate the that's support. not the first time you said that <laughs> you looked at me like a like a stand-up comedian after a bad joke <laughs> Hate crimes. Ellie keeps throwing his balled up notes at me. We're done now, right? Yeah. Is that it? Okay, everyone. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for amazing guests coming up. We just thought we'd give a little like cute like poolside like (laughs) check-in. If you're still listening, which you are not, um, you can go on iTunes and rate and review us and subscribe, and please. Subscribe to us. These things mean a lot yeah. for the you podcast can look, world. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and Patreon. Yes, and every other place. Yep. Um, email us at doqueerbutiqueer at gmail DM us uh, Instagram at Dickwick. Drop us a line in our Facebook group, which is Do You Queer What I Queer. Subscribe or become a patron on Patreon. Um, all of these things are amazing, and we love you all. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Labor Gay. Happy Labor Gay. Go labor some gays. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Oh no. <laughs> I don't know. No. One, two, ready, go.